0: Welcome to Daily Living. My name is Shirley, and here on Daily Living, we focus on our daily walk with Christ. I will at times refer to myself as a follower of Christ. this is simply because I put my walk with God is based on the scriptures as the Holy Spirit reveals them to me it is not by doctrine of men it is not by rules and regulations of men but by the rules and principles Described in the scriptures and the Bible. If you are listening to me today, you feel lost and confused, you feel empty, you have no peace or joy. And you're looking for everywhere. Where can you find this peace, this love, this joy? But then I think that you are in the right place. On this channel, we focus on our walk with God, understanding of scriptures, and my hope for you, for anyone That listens, even if it's just one person, is that you get to have your own personal walk with God. I pray that God uses me as a vessel to lead you closer in communion and relationship with Him. Amen. I want to start off by saying a prayer. Father God, we just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. I thank you that you are a faithful God. That you're a man that you wouldn't lie. You are a warring God. You fight on our behalf, so God. I ask that you cover us with the blood of Christ. And you cover everybody that is listening to this, to my voice, with the blood of Christ from any retaliation from the enemy. It shall not stand, it shall not come to pass. I speak Psalm 91 over me, anybody connected to me, and anyone listening to the podcast today, that you will keep us under your wings, under your shelter, and no harm shall come near us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Today I wanted to talk about deception. Um, Yesterday, I had a conversation with someone about deception. The whole idea of deception itself has been something that's just been on my mind. Because right now, when we go to YouTube, when we go online, because of the internet, there is so many information. We are in information overload. So we hear all these pastors, we hear, you know, prophets, we hear all these people that are coming out, there preaching the word, everybody has a word of God. But the issue is, not everybody is from God. So many are deceived. And because of that, it's been something that has been on my heart. Because when I gave my life to Christ, I went through this process of refining, where he was removing people, things, perceptions, belief out of my life. And what that forced me to do, where I felt alone, I turned to the word of God. I remember telling him, if I'm not going to have anybody to talk to, then I guess I'm going to have to talk to you. And that was what started my relationship with God. I started asking him and praying, Lord, give me a hunger for your word. Give me a hunger for your presence And I have to tell you, he answered. And I found myself reading the Bible all the time. All the time. Because before that, I couldn't read the Bible. It didn't make any sense. But once I started being consistent, because the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And I started asking. Every time I prayed, I was like, Lord, give me a hunger for your word. Give me a hunger. And when that hunger came, it was literally unquenchable. Because I couldn't even step away from the Bible. Like I had to have it with me at all times. I had to read it every second I had a chance. I went to work with my Bible. Everywhere I went, my Bible was on me. Because the hunger was so strong. And that season in my life was what really started my relationship with God. Because I started to understand who He was. I started to ask questions. And, beloved, today, this is what we're missing a hunger for the Word of God. Gone are the days where people go to churches to hear from God. And I believe, I could be wrong, I believe that God is changing things around so that everyone can have a personal relationship with God. When Jesus died on the cross... is so powerful. When Jesus died on the cross, scripture tells us that the veil was broken, was torn from top to bottom. What does that mean? So we know that in the Old Testament, God gave the Israelites instructions in how to build a temple for him well it was a tent the way the tent was set up was when you get to the front of the tent you had the big room it had like a, a a candlestick a large candlestick where they burn incense um it had a a table with bread i forget exactly but there was a large room that had the table of bread. It had twelve loads of bread, which represented each tribes of Israel. It had um, the large, the large candlestick. It has a name, but it had. Um, I think it has seven candles or maybe twelve candles, and then there was a um, another. Um, structure where they burn incense on on it so depending on the time, the season the priest were the only one that can enter this big large room Okay. where well, they would burn incense and do whatever um, rituals depending on the season that they were in but once a year there was another room behind that big room it was separated by a big um, veil. Okay, and the Bible explains how the veil needed to be sewn together. It was a couple, several different layers um, sewn together. And that veil separated the Holy of Holies. This was a separate smaller room in the back. And in that room, that is where the the Ark of the Covenant was. So in the back of the room, the Holy of Holies is where the Ark of the Covenant was. Once a year, only the priest, the high priest was able to go in that back room in the Holy of Holies, where the presence, the very presence of God resided. So it's safe to say that anybody else, like based on the rituals and everything that they have, anybody else that deviated from the instructions of God regarding the tabernacle, immediately died one such experience one incident happened this is found in Leviticus chapter 10 verses 1 to 3 it says Aaron's son Nadab and Abihu took their censers put fire in them and added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his demand. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them and they died before the Lord. Moses then said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke of when he said, among those who approach me, I will be proven, I will be proved holy In the sight of all people, I will be honored. So this is how serious it was when you violated God's um, instructions, God's command. They immediately died. And the word of the Lord, the um, scripture tells us that Aaron, that was his sons. He remained silent because they brought unauthorized fire before the Lord. So in those days, only the priest was able to go into the very presence of God. So, yeah, so we lived a time where we had to go to someone, a Moses, a priest, a prophet to hear from God. They had a relationship with God. And related whatever God was saying to the people of God. But that all changed when Jesus died. The Bible says that very veil I just explained to you. When Jesus gave up his spirit and said it is finished. The veil literally tore in two. the veil was broken on that day. What did that signify to us? That means that we no longer need priests, prophets, to go into the Holy of Holies to go talk to God on our behalf. Jesus is now that doorway. He tore the veil so that everyone that receives him as Lord and Savior can now access God for themselves. Let me just clarify. This doesn't mean that you should not still go to church. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. And the reason for that is We cannot solely count on the word of one man, on the word of another man, to give us the word of God when we ourselves have access to God ourselves. Matthew 24 verses 3 to 11 says, this is Jesus As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of age? Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Beloved, this is already starting. Let me help you guys to understand something. We know that God tells us to love everybody. That means we're supposed to love... It doesn't matter what sin that you are in. We are still going to love the person. Because God created all men... And he doesn't want no man to perish. She loves everybody. But because God is holy, he doesn't love sin. Okay? He hates the sin of men. Sin smells bad to him. He can't even be around it because he is so pure. Yet, he loves us so. That he still sent his son. To die for us. Okay. So. When we think of. What is going on in this world. And we think about. How people. Want to hide. Behind their sin. Let's look at. Um homosexuality and it's not that the church hate those people we don't agree with the sin okay and so however Christians are every time you see a Christian pastor every time you see a Christian pastor being interviewed You always find a a clip where they ask them about, what do you think about this? And this is because they want the pastors to say, well, this is a sin so that they can come against them. But I always wonder, why do they come so hard against Christians belief system when Muslim believe the same thing? You don't see them sitting Muslims around asking them a whole bunch of questions about their belief system and what they believe is a sin or not. But they are ready to always persecute Christians. And this is what comes to me when I read, then you will be handed over to the person to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. Allah is not God. Allah is not Yahweh. So because they are in darkness, nobody persecutes the Muslims. They don't persecute them. They accept them. But Christ, they're always ready to persecute Christians for their belief system to say how they think that we Walk in hate and not love. But many false prophets have already entered this earth. They are speaking. They are leading the people astray. And all we have to do is go online. Go on YouTube. All type of deceiving news, false news, false information is being spread all over. And all it's doing is confusing people. Verse 24, Matthew 24, verse 24 says, For false messiah and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. God has a chosen people, the elect. Those people, they're the one that's on fire for God, the remnant, the army of God that walks this earth. But what he's saying is like, the the prophets, the false prophets, they will create great signs and wonders to, to deceive people, to have them believe that they are from God. But my question is, what is deception? Deception is the act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid. Deception is to mislead the mind to cause to error, to cause to believe what is false or disbelieve what is true. So anybody that's coming to deceive you, Is trying to get you to steer clear of the truth. Okay. It's the same thing with. Anytime, you know, and and let me, let me, let me say this. When I talk about truth, what is truth? Because in this world truth is whatever you want your truth to be that is what you live by but that is false a lot of times we can create a set of truth in our lives based on our experience a woman can be told when they were growing up that they are ugly and they go and try to date and they get the same response And so they consider it as truth and it becomes a mindset. So now, even if a man comes to them later on and says, wow, you are so beautiful. They will always the truth of that foundation of lies that has been embedded in them, that they are ugly Will still be a truth, it's a stronghold. Now they have to break this stronghold and start to look at themselves to be pretty so that they can receive someone that actually acknowledges that they are beautiful. So this is what you know a lot of us consider to be truth. So whatever our experience has validated is true in our lives. It becomes truth for us and it's, it's it's like Bible for us. But what does the Bible say about truth? Truth is whatever lines up with the word of God. So that means you can be the... God makes everybody wonderful, okay? Everybody is wonderfully made. He made no mistakes. The word of God says that he even counted every strand of hair on your head, Nobody was made in pur- uh, uh, by mistake. Everybody was made on purpose. He intentionally created you in your mother's womb. Intentionally created you. So the very thought that someone can think that they are not attractive, that they are not beautiful, is a lie. Because the Bible says, I am wonderfully made I was made with purpose so how can God create something that he says that he made with all this purpose that he loves so much and you can turn around and say that you are not that so we have to start building our truth based on what the word of God tells us that is truth but we live in a world where truth is, what's the word I'm looking for, is based on what you believe your truth to be. The word that I'm looking for is relative. So we live in a world where truth is relative. It is based on your experience. It is based on your belief. Okay. Okay. So I, I needed to kind of break that down. What is truth? Okay, truth, real tr- truth, is absolute. It's absolute, and truth is whatever the word of God says. That is truth. Okay. So you have people that will come and get you to believe what they want to, what they want you to believe. So what is a false? The Bible says this about a false prophet. Jeremiah 29, eight to nine says, yes, it is what the Lord almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dream you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. So anything, the opposite of truth is lies. So what these prophets are doing is they are lying in the name of the Lord. And they're giving you all these lies to get you to walk away from your faith, walk away from your belief, walk away from alignment with God, walk in disobedience. And that's what they're trying to do. And all these prophets have one thing in common. They are all about selfish gain. That's what they want. They want fame. They want to be acknowledged. They want to have power. And so what they do is they enter into a covenant with the enemy. They enter into a covenant with a familiar spirit. So that they can have access to knowledge and they can deceive the world. And every time you let these prophets speak into your life, what you're doing is you're entering into a covenant with that spirit that is operating in them. And even if these people tell you that you're going to be blessed. You're going to get a promotion. You're going to get married. These things may really happen at first. But there's a cost that you're going to pay for it. There is a cost that they're not. That's You have to read the fine print. There's always a cost to it. Everything that we do, there's a cost. Serving Christ, there's a cost. Jesus says you have to carry your cross if you don't hate your mother, your father, your family, and you don't hate your very life to serve him, then you are not his disciple. That is the cost. And when you enter into covenant with these demons, they have a cost too. And that cost a lot of times is to remove your peace, to take your health To stop you from prospering. To block you to walk in your destiny. And when they enter into covenant with you. They're entering into covenant with you. Your seeds. Your great grandkids. Down to the fourth. Third or fourth generation. Down your bloodline. Until somebody comes up. And breaks the covenant. This is what they do. But we have a God. We have a God that even though we were disobedient to him, he sent his son to die on the cross to save us. I like this parable about the tenants. It's Mark 12, chapter, chapter 12, verses 1 to 9. It says, "Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard, the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenant to collect what then what to collect from them." some of the fruit of the vineyard but they seized him beat him and sent him away empty-handed then he sent another servant to them they struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully he sent, he sent still another and that one they killed he sent many others some of them they beat others they killed He had one left to send, a son, whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? he will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyards to others this parable when i was reading it this morning this is what god did for us he loves us so much he did gave us a vineyard he dug the pit he did the watchtower he gave us everything that we would need But when it was time for us to pay the cost, we turned his people away. We killed and beaten all of the prophets that he has sent. We killed his very son. We did that. We are all guilty of that. Why? Why? Why do people turn to darkness? So I believe this is in John um. I believe this was John seven verses nineteen. Um, It reads, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever loves, lives by the truth, comes into the light. So that it may not be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. This is why. This is why majority of the prophets of God were killed. This is why majority of the disciples. The very disciples that we read their scriptures and we recite and memorize, we killed them all except for John. John, they poisoned, but he didn't die. So when he didn't die, they put him on an island of Patmos, which was an island that they used to like send people off to die in. And he lived there. And this is where he had angel visitation and um, had um, wrote the um, the book of Revelation there. And then the king that had placed him there died. So then they removed him. and He ended up dying of old age. He was the only one out of all the 12 disciples. All the other ones were killed. I believe James was the first one to be killed. Every last one, John the Baptist got beheaded. Every last one of the people of God were killed. Why? Because we like darkness. People, when they don't have any light in them, they cringe. They turn to darkness. So I love this scripture. It says, Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Jeremiah seventeen nine says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Who can know it? But God. So what do we do? Like I've started before, when we're ready to change, we have to submit and turn to God and repent. And we need to ask God to help us to clean our hearts and to give us a hunger for the things of light. Our very nature likes darkness, our very flesh is our enemy. So we have to fight and pray and ask God to give us a hunger for light, a hunger for truth. Not our truth, not the world's truth, but His truth, truth in the scriptures. So one of the things that drives deception is self-serving isaiah 14 verses 12 to 15 says how you are fallen from heaven o lucifer son of the morning how are you cut down from the ground how you are cut down from the ground you who weaken the nations for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to shield. So this is what is being said, but. The devil's plan was selfish. He was already in a high position where he was, but that didn't suffice him. He wanted more power. So a lot of those people that turn, that becomes um, deceivers, what they want is power. They want fame. They want money. They want wealth. And so they make a pact with the enemy. And because the people of God has darkness in their hearts, they are deceived. Because darkness like darkness. They don't like light. People don't want truth. They don't want to be exposed. They rather hide and pretend that there's something that they're not. So what do we do? I love what David says in Psalm. He has many different scriptures. Where he says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Search us, God search our hearts and reveal to us, expose us anything that is not pleasing to your sight, oh God. Anything that's not pleasing to your sight, expose it and give us the opportunity to repent of it. And we pray that you give us a hunger for your word. to open our hearts so you can write your words on our hearts oh God so that we do not depart from it that we don't sin against you that we can start to walk in alignment according to your word according to the commands that you have given us forgive us oh God and so because we can't get into alignment because we don't have a hunger for the word because we're running from truth we don't know the word of God for ourselves and so instead of using the access that Christ did on gave us by dying on the cross and tearing that veil apart so that we can have access to God We are depending on people. And we don't know what is in the hearts of those people. And the worst part is we don't even know how to test the heart, the fruit of these people. Because we don't know the word of God. Beloved, I'm saying all this to say, know the word of God. Read your Bible. Because the devil knows scriptures too. He'll give you a whole bunch of truth. Mixed with a little bit of lie. And I'm sorry to tell you. It's still a lie. And every time we go and agree. With these pastors. Because it sounds good because it sounds like it should be right. It aligns with the truth of the world, but it doesn't line up with the word of God. And if we don't know the word of God, it doesn't make, it's, it's a lie. It's not truth. It's not light. There are times where only the spirit of God can discern to you what is being said. I have listened and talked to people Where everything they said sounds right. Everything they said makes sense. But the spirit of the Lord is telling me that's not right. Something's off. And I have to reject what they said because, not because I understand it, but the spirit of the Lord is like, no, no. I don't agree with what they just said. Because just a little bit of what they said is off. But the how do I know this? Because I'm spending time in the word of God. I know sometimes it's hard picking up the Bible at first. It wasn't easy for me either. But if you ask, God will give you the desires of your heart. If you keep asking him, Lord, give me a hunger for your word. Help me to read the Bible. Help me to understand what I'm reading. He's going to do that. This season that we're in, the only way that we will not fall, the only way the very elect would not fall is because they know the Word of God. And they will not be deceived by the charm of, of a pastor or a prophet that's going to come and tell them things that is not truth truth mixed with lies is still lies so we need to ask God what is in our hearts search our hearts and repent of whatever it is that the Holy Spirit reveals to you And ask God to give you a hunger for your word. For his word. Because it's not God's wish that we would perish. But in order for us to walk in the boldness with the armor to be warriors out here for Christ... There's a part that we play in it as well. That part is we need to be spending time with God. We need to be reading the word of God. So that we can build our relationship with him. And so when someone, a pastor, a preacher, a teacher come and speak to you about things that are not true you can discern it my people perish for lack of knowledge millions millions upon millions of people are being deceived because we lack knowledge of the word of God we hear people say stuff but we don't read it for ourselves. We go based on what somebody says. We regurgitate what we see on YouTube. What we see on you know, social media. But we don't know if it's true or not. Your freedom comes from gaining more knowledge. If you listen to this and you realize that you have run away from light and you want to ask God to shed the light, to search your heart and to give you a hunger for his word. Why don't you say this prayer with me? Let's confess our sins. Let's repent. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Please come and wash me clean. Search my heart. Test me, Lord. And take complete control, reign, and dominion of my life. And help me to walk in your footsteps help me to walk in truth in your truth not in the world's truth help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit I give you I ask that you teach me that when I read your word oh God that you help me to understand what I'm reading that you open my heart, open my eyes, and open my understanding. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Well, beloved, I pray that this was a blessing to you as it has blessed me. Until next time.